As I'm sure you've noticed uh, over the days here and over your meditation practice to date, I could say, over the time that you've uh, been engaging with this practice here on this retreat and and in your lives up till now, to whatever extent uh, you've been involved in this practice, you've probably noticed that uh, meditation brings brings a lot of stuff up. Right? It has that tendency, that pus, that uh, things come up sometimes that are very difficult to be with. Everything sooner or later arises in the mind and heart if we go to any depth in this practice. That's uh, just part of the deal. It can be kind of disappointing at times because we we may come to practice initially thinking that we're we're just aiming to get to some kind of blissful state and hang out there we come to our practice to our retreat maybe our first retreat thinking oh, I'm just going to go hang out in some sweet state and then when I get to sit down with a wild crazy mind and a restless uncomfortable body and Feels like we've signed up for some kind of self-torture project, or you know, sometimes it's a little disappointing. <laughs> and uh, metta meditation maybe has, uh, in some ways, really can sometimes bring a lot of stuff up. Someone once described metta practice as being like a a magnet. Metta magnet that pulls out impurities, and often when we do metta practice, sometimes what we see is everything but kindness in our heart, in our mind. Times when it feels that way, and this is a natural thing, and it's not a bad sign. It doesn't mean we're doing it wrong, or there's that's a wrong practice or a bad practice. You know, meditation, metta, and uh, insight meditation is. It's a practice of purification. This is called the path of purification. And sometimes purification is not easy. And, and we want purification, but we, we want to be pure, but we want to we skip the purification part, usually, because it's, it's kind of unpleasant at times. It's not always easy, and we'd like to kind of do a little end run around that part of it, get to the pure part. So um, we have to be really kind and patient and um, really careful not to judge ourselves or, or our practice when stuff comes up that's difficult. You know, it's, it's actually a good sign, but it's not easy. And today I'm going to introduce the next of these categories, which is, is the difficult person or difficult being. And this category, um, as m- maybe even more than the others, might have a tendency to bring up some difficult feelings, right? <coughs> some of the stuff that's not easy to be with. If we bring to mind someone who uh, we feel hurt by, harmed by, it can be very difficult. So I want to mention uh, a practice that 
can be very helpful at a lot of times in our meditation, and maybe particularly at times like uh, today when we'll be working with a difficult being. And that's the practice of forgiveness, which can be really a very vital uh, and important practice in our lives, this quality of mind of forgiving. And we can think of forgiveness as really, um, it's a really empowering practice. Because when we practice this, we're uh, letting go of letting the past dictate who we are, how we are in the present. We're actually consciously cultivating the, the willingness to let go of, of the burden and the suffering of past hurts and grudges, holding on to those memories, keeping them, hauling them around with us in essence. It doesn't mean that we condone unskillful actions. It doesn't mean that, forgiveness doesn't mean that we say, oh, it didn't matter, or it, it was, it was, you know, it, it doesn't mean that, that unskillful things that we may have done, that others may have done, that caused us harm, doesn't mean we're condoning those in some way, forgiveness. But when we hold on to these in a certain way and carry them around with us, we're letting that past dictate who we are now. And we forget <coughs> that in the ultimate, ultimately, in the final analysis, how we feel, who we are, how we are, is, is a choice that we have. It's ultimately, it's up to us. It's our choice. And so there's, there's a real empowering in this process. You know, we can carry this burden around and choose to hold on to it, or we can let it go. We can start to remove that burden, that weight, by not feeding these past memories of past hurts by resentment and anger. And practicing forgiveness is a great way to do this. We can't change what happened in the past, right? Someone once said, forgiveness means giving up all hope of a better past. Which is kind of funny, but it's actually very poignant, apropos. We're giving up all hope of a better past, right? We can't change it, make it better. What we can do is choose how we want to live in the presence. So we can give up all hope of a better past, and at the same time, let go of a certain weight and burden of hauling it around with us everywhere. And so there's this practice of forgiveness is, is a delicate matter because we have to separate actions from beings. Because some actions are not forgivable, are they? There are some actions that are done, actions of cruelty and harm and, and uh, actions that, that cause incredible suffering. We all could bring them to mind. There's in the news daily. Some actions are not forgivable. But what we can start to do, and it takes time and patience and practice, but we can start to forgive a being who, out of suffering and confusion, 
may have committed some action that caused harm. Because we all know in our own hearts and minds what it is to act from a place of confusion and pain and suffering, because we've all done that at times. When those qualities are running the show in our mind and heart, certain kinds of actions tend to result in the same way that if wisdom, kindness, generosity, love are holding sway in the mind, are running the show, then then certain kinds of actions, we can see it in that way. We can see what's, we can look at any moment in our mind and heart and say, what's in charge right now? Is it wisdom, kindness, love, clarity? Is it confusion, greed, delusion, suffering, pain? lashing out from that place. So when we see in this way, we see the roots of, of, uh, of uh, cruelty in our own hearts and minds when, when suffering and pain and confusion are there. It's not that far away from us. <laughs> you know, it's, not, it's not out of the realm. Sure, there are things that we wouldn't do. But um, we can begin to have certainly compassion for the conditioning that would have led someone to be able to commit some some very painful action, cruel action, harmful action. And that compassion can lead us to forgive uh, ourselves and others who act out of place of confusion and suffering. Not forgiving necessarily an action, but a being, a suffering being. So there's a tradition, uh, a practice that... um, is done very frequently, commonly in, in some of the Buddhist monasteries where I've spent time. It's often done at the end of a period of retreat, but it's, it's done when you're taking leave, when you're leaving a place where you've been living and staying. It's a wandering tradition where one um, asks for and extends forgiveness. Even if there's nothing <laughs> that you know of that you need to forgive or that that you know you did, that you need to ask forgiveness for. You just do it in case. <laughs> it's kind of in case. And sometimes there may be something. And so that someone brings a, well, someone may ask or say to to those that they're taking leave of, if I have caused you harm by my words or my actions or in my thoughts, I ask your forgiveness. And in any way that I have been harmed, I offer forgiveness. Words to that effect. And so we might, um, it's good to keep this in mind as a possibility that we may um, be able to to bring this practice uh, there. And sometimes it's ourselves that we have to forgive, of course. We may have done things uh, that uh, we we feel a lot of regret, remorse. Who does, who has not um, acted in a way that they feel regret for in their lives at some point or other? I certainly have plenty of things that I've done that I I wish, oh wow, that was not so good, I blew it. And we can hold that kind of thing in it with a kind of wise remorse rather than guilt. Where we acknowledge, yeah, I blew it. We acknowledge full responsibility. This was not skillful. And we can bring the aspiration, the, the resolution, resolve. Let me be more aware, let me not do this in the future. So we can begin to let go of 
of guilt and hold a kind of wise remorse for unskillful actions that we may have done. So this practice of forgiveness, just because we decided to do it, it doesn't mean it just immediately works, right? It takes patience and perseverance and keeping at it, you know. Just but but having this aspiration, this powerful intention to forgive, is the is the first step there, and it actually can really open things up for us. And so we'll be working with a difficult being. I would recommend that you, in auditioning your difficult being, that you pick an easy difficult being rather than your sworn enemy, (laughs) if there is one. You don't want to go to the very most difficult possible relationship you can come up with. Go to some place where there's some unresolved issue or something where it's 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 a little bit charged but it's not like you know when you bring the person to mind strangulation immediately comes follows on <laughs> with that image <laughs> and it's interesting to when we do bring a difficult person to mind it's interesting to reflect you know maybe I'm someone's difficult being how would that feel i mean i can bring to mind a few people <laughs> over the course of this life, if they were practicing this, if they were doing a meta retreat now and came to the difficult category, I might pop up there as a possible <coughs> as a possible difficult being. So um, that's interesting. How does that feel? You know, we don't usually think of ourselves as <laughs> someone's a difficult person in meta practice what we might be. So, uh, so it's also very important when we practice uh, with this group of this category of beings, difficult, challenging beings, to remember to really um, have complete permission at any point to back up to where you, where it's easier to connect with this sense. Someone was telling me today that they had had um, had a real hard time with practice, meta practice, with even feeling that they could have anything vaguely, <coughs> even slightly, looking at all like some kind of unconditional love, you know, some kind of love that had that sense of any real purity there, and then and then having discovered with a uh, in this case with a pet that oh okay yeah I do love this being. No problemo, it's just right there. And so when we start to really lose the thread of it with any of these categories, it's always good to back up and remind us of, oh, okay, to some very easy, uncomplicated place where we can say, oh, I know what that feels like. That's not outside the realm of my capacity. That's not just some grand notion, but I actually, my heart does feel that, at least in this one place, you know, so we, we back up there, because with the difficult person I know for myself, I had to kind of, you know, I, if, you're, if your meta phrase is, may you be happy, you f- stupid idiot, that's a sign that you need to, you know, kind of back up a little bit and reconnect with some place where you actually have some, <laughs> some kind wishes. You know, that's not a particularly good meta phrase. <laughs> Clearly there's more there than just uh, friendliness well wishing so um, so it's interesting so we'll we'll do a bit of this i'll uh, introduce it let me just uh, clear my throat
so as always, when we begin uh, any kind of any kind of meditation, we first settle in. Just a simple presence, always best, just to feel the body and the mind, the, the emotional life, the heart, just as it is right now. So we we get a sense for what we're what we're working with, where we're starting from, what's what's present right now. And however we however we experience our life body and mind in this moment is fine. Just as it is. It's good enough. Whatever is there. You may not be in the mood to do this at all. Curious about it or maybe no particular moods there or just sleepy after the afternoon time, whatever we notice. And just in some simple way connecting with our wish to be happy, wish to be at ease, to live, live well, safe and protected and be able to relax and to be at ease. This is true for all beings, even someone who we might bring to mind who we have some trouble with. Some Thing that's been difficult in that relationship, way that we may feel we've been misunderstood or unfairly judged, or or our feelings were overlooked, or we were innocently mistreated. But even the, the person who hurt us in this way, who we've been struggling with, who we're having trouble communicating with, even they also, they wish to be happy. They just may, may have acted out of confusion and, and pain in their hearts, out of some deep conditioned habit that we might not know about. But just like us, they they want to be at ease, want to be happy. They just might have been confused at that time or have a lot of confusion and suffering in some aspects of their life and may have acted from that place at that time. And so in whatever way we can hold a sense of this being, uh, an image or felt sense, And we may need to put them in some situation where we feel safe enough to, to be there. 
need to feel like we're safe and and can act from a place of some strength when we offer them wishes for their happiness. So I'll offer a few phrases. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be protected from inner and outer harm and danger. May you have physical ease, ease in the body. May you have mental ease, ease of mind. May you take care of yourself happily. you find it useful to connect with the heart center in your body through breath or light touch, coming back to this center of integrity and dignity and love in the body. Perhaps checking there between each phrase, after each phrase reconnecting with your own heart, your own strength, and your own goodness. May you be happy and peaceful just as you are. be free of trouble and worry. May you be healthy and strong. May you always have kindness and friendship in your life. So continuing with your own phrases or silently, wordlessly, offering this quality of care, of kindness to this difficult being, remembering you can always go to where it's a little easier to connect. Refresh your connection to this quality of care, of love, of kindness.
Sometimes we, we just have to move in and out gently with a difficult being. Reminding ourselves of our shared humanity. If very strong emotions come up, we may need to drop the metta. Perhaps turning to compassion for suffering we feel, or perhaps opening with vipassana to that emotion, feeling it in the body. Taking care in that way. It's always an option in this practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.